But it's uh, so good to see you in church this morning. Um, and I just want to say a big thank you to Pastor Chris and Sue for letting me have this opportunity uh, to share with you this morning. And I want to share something that God's really put on my heart, and I believe it's going to encourage you and hopefully inspire you. Um, but before we get into the message, I'd love to pray for us. So why don't we just, why don't we pray and open our hearts? Jesus, we just open our hearts to whatever you have to say to us today. We believe that you are a good God, that you love to speak to your children, and we're just hungry for what you have to say to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, this morning, I want to talk to us about peripheral vision. Turn the person beside you and say peripheral vision. And we're going to get interactive in church this morning. So actually, turn, don't turn to the person beside you. Just look straight ahead and using your peripheral vision, say peripheral vision. And that's a good thing because it means you didn't ignore the person on the other side of you. They were both included. You didn't have a second choice. They were both your first choice. Um, and this thought, this thought came to me, as, as a few of you might know, me and my wife and our, our little daughter just moved back from Taiwan, and we were living in a city called Taipei, and it's a city of about 11 million people. So it's quite a busy place, and the especially busy place was before work and the morning rush on the trains. There'd be thousands of people in the train station, crisscrossing, and just organized chaos going on. And I remember one morning on my way to work, I saw someone that were coming straight for me, and they were very distracted on their phone, and they were power walking. They obviously had somewhere to be, but they had their headphones in. They've got YouTube going, and, and I'm standing there watching this person come to me, and I kind of just thought, let it be. If they're meant to hit me, they will hit me. It's on like, uh, like the AFL game was on last night. Um, we're going to see what happens here. and Maybe this person will, will learn their lesson. And so I'm standing there and they're getting closer and closer and closer. And they're staring and staring and staring and staring. And then at the last minute, they swerved off and around me. And I was amazed that this person had just been using their peripheral vision very, very well. And they were able to avoid the collision with me. But it got me thinking about peripheral vision. And who knows, peripheral vision can be an amazing thing. It can be a really good thing to be able to do one thing while still kind of knowing what else is going on, you know, to drive your car while still being aware of your surroundings. Um, I'm assuming if you're a teacher here, it's a very useful thing as a teacher to be able to write on the board, but keep your eyes on the naughty kids like Matt Betts at the back of the classroom. Um, you know, it, it, it can be a really useful thing. I, I found uh, one time it was very useful, it was when I was cooking, and I, out of the corner of my eye, I saw a flicker of one of our expensive wine glasses, well, not expensive, but one of our wine glasses, as our 18-month-old was into the glass cabinet. Uh, just as in parenting in general, any parents here agree that peripheral vision is a good thing. All the parents said, amen, amen, it's a useful thing to have peripheral vision. Uh, it can also be a really dangerous thing, and it can be dangerous when what should be peripheral replaces what should be the focus. So if we think about it, when, when, uh, when driving becomes peripheral to texting, that's a dangerous thing. When using the circular saw becomes peripheral to ordering a sausage roll for Smoko, it's a dangerous thing. Uh, if we put it like this, when God becomes peripheral to life, and its busyness, and its challenges, and, you know, getting ahead, and the big game, and the house renovations, and all that we need to do, it can be really easy to lose focus and lose that Jesus-central life when we move God to the peripheral. 
And what I want to encourage us with today is just to look into our lives and to say, hey, is, is, is Jesus still the center or has he become something that's peripheral in my life? And we see this in the Bible. We see Mary, uh, sorry, a lady named Martha you know, struggle with this same, same balance in Matthew. And it's in, Ma- uh, sorry, in Luke, sorry, in Luke 10 and verse 38, it says, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. So she's doing really well here, right? I, I'd never kind of noticed this before, but, you know, Jesus was kind of notorious for inviting himself over. Like, uh, what are you doing for lunch today? I'm coming to your place. And, but in this, this circumstance, Martha actually sees Jesus and opens her home to him. She's focused, right? She must have been, I'm sure there were so many people wanting Jesus to come to their house, but she was able to say, no, you are coming with me. You are eating with me to bring him in to her home. And she starts off really well, but then it goes on in verse 39. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the, the Lord's feet listening to what he said. You know, all the younger siblings always get it easier, don't they? Uh, verse 40, but Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked him, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. And we can see here that, that Martha loved Jesus. She wanted him to be involved in her life, but in all the busyness and all the things that needed to happen, it was like Jesus just slipped to the peripheral. She still loved him. She still wanted to be involved, but she got distracted by the things that were in front of her, all the things that needed to be done. I don't know if anyone here can relate to that. We want Jesus to be the center. We want Jesus to be the focus. But sometimes it just, life gets a little bit busy. And, and the kids, they have sport on Sunday now. And, and I've got some financial troubles. I've got to focus on, on fixing that. And sometimes Jesus just can move from the center out into the peripheral. And I really think if we're not intentional about keeping Jesus central, it's very easy for him just to slip to the peripheral. I think the enemy would love for us to live lives where Jesus is just at the peripheral. He's not at the center. Uh, at the center. And I think that, you know, COVID has been a major distraction, a major reshuffle. And Pastor Sue used the word before. It's a big, you know, a pivot is the word that's being thrown around. Where there's all these things online that we never thought would be online. It's fantastic. Who loves online shopping? They get d- delivered to your door. It's, in, it's amazing. I don't need to see people. I can just get what I need at my house. I like people, so that's okay. Um, but it's been a big, a big change. It's changed a lot of our habits. We had church and then we had church online, and then we've realized, actually, having a free Sunday is, is pretty nice. Um, we were shaking hands, then we couldn't shake hands. I don't know if you can relate to that. Now, when I say hello to people, my arms just feel incredibly awkward. Like, it's like, when you meet someone new, you become really aware of your arms, and you're just, like, standing like this. It's like, do we shake? Are you cool? Uh, we, should we not do that? Where are we? Who's looking? Um, it, it, and it's been like, you know, a really big, a big shift for a lot of us. And, and what happens when our focus shift shifts is that inevitably things move to the peripheral. As we, re, we reframe for what's coming in this season of life, or as we readjust, refocus for what's about to happen in this next season, it's inevitable that things move to the focus. And I think that we have to be aware and careful that we don't let Jesus move to the peripheral. Don't let Jesus move out of our center. But I want to encourage us today, let's not let our faith be peripheral to our life. Let's have our faith as the central thing, the central focus 
And it's, I guess, a reminder today to just to check and to ask yourself, hey, is Jesus still in the center? Or are there some areas that maybe he's actually become a little bit peripheral in? And Matthew 6.33 encourages us, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all of these things will be given to you as well. And I want to explore that thought today. What, what happens when I seek first? What does it look like when I actually keep Jesus at the center and at the peripheral? Are you ready? Are you excited still? Good. That's good. You should get more excited as the message goes, hopefully. Hopefully you don't get less excited. That means I'm doing my job poorly. Um, and what happens when I seek first? Well, when I seek Jesus first, the first thought, I don't miss out when I seek Jesus first. Isn't that an amazing promise in Matthew 6.33? Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness and all of these things will be added to you. If I can put it in my hand actions, I'm using the wireless today so I can use my hands. But if this is my focus, if this is his kingdom and his righteousness, all of these things that are in the peripheral will be added to my life also. Echoing what it says in Psalm 37.4, where it says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Wow, isn't that an amazing promise that as I take delight in the Lord, He would give me the desires of my heart. And I know sometimes it can feel like, you know, if I, if I focus on, on Jesus, then maybe something else is going to miss out. You know, like I really want to focus on Jesus, but I also really want to achieve this in my life. And I also really want to do this. And I also really want to find a partner. And it can kind of feel like if, if Jesus is the center, then maybe these other things are going to miss out. But that's God's promise to you, that as you seek Him first, as you seek first His kingdom and His righteousness, as you take delight in the Lord, He would add all these other things to you. He would give you the desires of your heart. What an incredible promise from Jesus. And this message today, I suppose, is not to make you feel guilty. It's not a do better. It's not a, hey, come on, guys, we're really messing it up. It's just, an, I think, a, a timely reminder coming into a new season as we move out of COVID. Thank God that we're kind of moving into a, you know, we're moving. It seems like we're kind of starting to get things a little bit under control. Um, a reminder to check and say, hey, is there anything in my life that has slipped to the peripheral? Why? Why should I keep Jesus central? Because he has your best interest at heart. He wants to give you the desires of your heart. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to be successful. He wants you to feel loved and accepted. And his only requirement is that we would seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. He wants what's best for you. What an amazing promise. I know for me and my family moving back from Taiwan, we suffered with a lot of uh, FOMO, the, the fear of moving up, moving out. No, that's not it. <laughs> Missing out, fear of missing out. Fear of moving out is what happens when you're like, oh no, I have to pay rent now that I'm not living with my parents. And like, how do I cook and use a washing machine? Um, that's, that's fear of moving out. Fear of missing out, however, is just like what it says, fear of missing out on things. And I think that that can be the challenge with keeping Jesus at the center sometimes is that I fear that maybe I'm actually gonna miss out on some stuff. And you know, me and my wife, we were pastoring a church in Taiwan for the last five and a half years. Uh, the side of the year, we felt God speaking to us about moving back. And I remember like struggling with the thought of, of the things that I might miss out with either way. On one hand, it was like, if I, you know, if, if I, if I kind of stay in Taiwan, am I going to miss out on the new thing that's God doing, God's doing? Obviously, our family are in Australia. It's so nice to have a lawn that you can run around on outside your house. It's kind of nice to not have 11 million people around all the time, even though I like people. 
Um, on the other hand, if we were to leave Taiwan, and which we did, there was people we had really sown into their journey. We'd seen people get married. We'd seen people get pregnant in miraculous situations. There's still a few people there, and I'm waiting for them to kind of have their baby on, on Instagram. And you know, on a lighter note, I mean, the, the food in Taiwan is just, oh, it's, it's, it's just straight from heaven. You've got dumplings that are filled with soup, and as you bite it, it just melts into your mouth. And anyone getting hungry this morning? Uh, you know, but there's that fear of missing out. And, and we really just had to come to a point, and this scripture was something I leaned on, on heavily, like seek first God's plan for your life and you're not gonna miss out. And I just, I just really took that to heart. I'm, I'm holding God to it, that as I seek you first, God, all I wanna do is be where you are. The only place I wanna be is where you want me to be because I know, I know with all my heart that as I seek first your kingdom and seek first your righteousness, that all these things would be added to me, that I would find the desires of my heart. So I wonder what the desires of your heart are. Maybe you want to see your family flourish. Wow, what an amazing desire that, that you would see the next generation do well. I just encourage you, seek first the kingdom and all its righteousness. Seek first Jesus is the key to a flourishing family. The key to a flourishing and growing marriage is for both people to seek first God and His purpose and His love and His passion for them. Maybe your desire is to see your business do well. I really believe that God wants to see you do well. He's got all the wisdom. He's got all the strength that you need. The key is to seek Him first. Maybe it's just a desire to be financially free, you know, to, to not have your money tell you what you can do and where you can go. Can anyone, you know, maybe you've related to that even now or at another, another time, you know, where your money is actually saying, no, you can't go to the cinemas tonight. Uh, you're going to have to drive. You can't drive like a lead foot. You've really got to, you know, neutral everywhere, neutral all the way down Mount Kynock because it's like we got no money for, for, to fill up for another couple of days. Seek first God. Seek first His kingdom. Keep Jesus as the focus. Maybe it's a desire for good health. And, you know, I'm all for medicine. I'm all for seeing a good doctor, but let's keep faith. Let's seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Let's delight in the Lord. Let's believe for our healing and believe that he would add all these other things to us. So don't let what should be peripheral become the focus in your life. Remember to seek Jesus first. And I think that's as simple as, you know, even just making the decision that, you know what, I'm gonna pray before I make that big decision. I'm actually really wanna seek God and, and I really wanna hear what he has to say about this new season that I'm stepping into or this new challenge that I'm facing. Jesus would love to speak to you and guide you. So when I seek Jesus first, I don't miss out. My second thought, when I seek Jesus first, my problems become peripheral. Isn't that good news? My problems move from the center to the periphery and I'm focused on God and they might be real and they might be here, but Jesus is my provider. Jesus is in the center. And we see this in Luke 10, where uh, Jesus responds to Martha and he says, Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about many things, who can relate? But few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken from her. You know, the fact is that all of those preparations, that still all needed to be done. Jesus wasn't saying like, I'm cool, I don't want dinner. He was just saying, hey, there's so many things we can worry about but don't let them become the main thing. And the thing with focus is you can only really focus on one thing. I can, fo I can focus on Camilla, but I can't focus over here on Talitha. And when we focus on God, it kind of stops us from focusing on our problems and it helps us to remember how big our God is. 
Who believes we have a big God? We have a good God. We have a faithful God. We have a God who provides for us. We have a God who heals us. And when I choose to focus on Him, my problems move to the peripheral. It doesn't mean I get to ignore my problems. This isn't an excuse not to do the things you know you need to do. But it means that, hey, and you know, peripherals are important. I was talking to someone after the first service and they were telling me how they'd actually lost peripheral vision in in one of their eyes and how they're constantly running into things and missing people. And, you know, it's important. The things in our peripherals are important. But what's most important is that we keep the focus on Jesus. He is the way. It says in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can do all of this through Christ who gives me strength. These things need to be done. These challenges need to be addressed. These problems might need to be fixed. Where's my strength? It's in Jesus. And when He's the center, when He's not at the peripheral, He helps me to deal with all of these things that I need to deal with. Seek first the source of our strength. I wanna encourage us when you're faced with a problem, with a challenge, seek first Jesus. When you hear bad news, seek first. When you get disappointed, seek first. When you feel down, seek first. Seek first, seek first. He has your best interest at heart. When I see Him first, my problems are gonna move to the peripheral. So I wanna just ask us a a couple of questions this morning in in applying this. First question, are, are there areas in my life where Jesus has become peripheral? I think especially through the COVID season, it's important to ask ourselves, are there places in my life where Jesus was central and now He's kind of become peripheral? Maybe something that you've been believing for for a long time. Maybe it is a need of healing that you've been dealing with for a while. I wanna encourage you to check, hey, has has Jesus moved to the peripheral here or am I still believing that He is my way, that He is the strength that I need, that He is my healing? Second thought, second question, what am I gonna do to bring Jesus back to the center? I think it's as easy as making a decision, a decision that, you know what, I'm gonna pray first. I'm gonna pray first before I jump into these new things. I'm gonna pray first before I worry. I'm gonna pray first before I stress out. I'm gonna pray first. I'm gonna seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Maybe it's a decision to get back to journaling. We love journaling as a church. Anyone love journaling here? Come on, it's a big secret in our church, journaling. We never talk about it. Reading a bit of God's Word, writing down what God's saying to you. Jesus is hungry to speak into your every day and all you need to do is give Him five minutes to do so. Maybe it's a decision to reprioritize church. I know that through the online church season, it has actually been nice to, maybe you felt like that, to have a Sunday where you kind of just kick back and relax. And uh, But I'd encourage, the Bible encourages us not to give up on the habit of meeting together. It's an important thing to meet together as a church and to praise God corporately, just as important as it is for us to seek Him personally. I'd encourage you to maybe even make coming to church the default decision in your life. Rather than each week deciding, will we go or will we not? The default is we're going. And sometimes life happens, sometimes things happen and we can't make it. But I'd encourage you, put Jesus first in that area. Uh, Maybe it's a decision to get back into life group. Make a habit of being surrounded by people who are gonna build you up and are gonna help you to keep Jesus at the center of your life. But in peripheral vision, it's a great thing. 
It's an important thing, but let's remember that Jesus doesn't want to be on the peripheral. Jesus needs to be at the center of our life. So come on, church. Let's live sold out, Jesus-centered lives where my problems stay where they should be, peripheral to God's power, where my worries stay where they should be, peripheral to God's peace, where my anxiety stays where it should be, peripheral to God's goodness, when all of my challenges stay peripheral to where they should be, to God's faithfulness. Let's live Jesus-centered lives. Hey, would you stand with me this morning? I would love to pray for us. I'd love to pray for you, especially if maybe you've identified in your life there's an area where you would like Jesus to to come back to the center and maybe Jesus has become a little peripheral. If that's you, I would love to pray for you. Why don't we just close our eyes or maybe even you're here and you just wanna keep making that decision to keep Jesus central. Um, I'd love to pray for you. So Jesus, we just pray for people in those categories. We thank you, God, that as we seek you first, you add all these other things to us, that you answer our prayers, that you see our need. And God, we just pray that as we recenter and refocus on you, God, we thank you that you are our breakthrough. You are the way that we need. And we just pray that as we centralize you in our lives, God, our problems would become peripheral. We thank you that you are the strength we need to do all that we need to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, one more group of people I'd love to pray for here this morning. Maybe you're here and maybe Jesus and and faith and Christianity, maybe that's something that's always been peripheral to your life. Maybe you grew up in a Christian home or in a Christian school and Jesus was never quite the center. Maybe you're here today and you've never even really heard about Jesus. You know, it's as easy as making a decision to bring Him to the center of your life. He loves you. He has an incredible plan for your life. And just a moment, we're gonna say a quick prayer together. And if that is you, that you wanna, and that's you and you wanna invite Jesus to the center. I'd encourage you to pray these words and to believe it. It's just putting into words the decision that you're making on the inside. So why don't we pray this prayer, simple prayer all together. Dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for forgiving me. Come into my life and I will follow you. Amen. Hey, why don't we give it up for all those people that made that decision this morning. I'm gonna hand over to Pastor Shu. She's gonna tell you what to do next. Pastor Shu. Pastor Shu. Pastor Shu, can we thank Pastor Levi? a great message this morning. So practical, something to go away into your Monday through Saturday this week and and really think about the areas that you want to bring focus back to Jesus, maybe where it's become.